Welcome. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Three, two, one-ish. Three. That's five. Uh, five. Three. Four. Oh, five. <laughs> five. <laughs> Let's skip the numbers. Ready? Okay. Okay. Welcome. Welcome. To another, to another episode. episode of Ride. Ride. To the rest. With your favorite host, Inelia. Inelia and Ari. Thanks. We're going to be trickier. Yes. Um, can you tell us where you are? Well, I'm at Swiftsure Bank. They call it Swiftsure Bank. Where they keep all the money. Here are where we oh, keep fish. all the money? The fish? Yeah, the Swiss Bank. All the fish money hangs out here, halibut, salmon. Somehow, some way, I ended up with myself out here on the ocean. Actually, I'm here. Yeah. We're going to catch a fish, and it's an interesting experience because it's been a couple of years. Literally, it feels like been a couple of years since we went salmon fishing, and it's been a couple of years since we've been out of hunt. Oh, I lost your picture. Yeah. There it's you are. Okay. A couple of years since we've been out on our door. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's different. Uh, yeah. It's kind of different in the sense that, you know, it's a, a past life. It feels like a past life. Like a distant memory life. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. And there's uh, parts that are like uh, engaging and parts that are like, oh yeah, I remember about this past life. I wasn't so fond of that. <laughs> but it, it does feel like more past life than my current life. And so, in a way, it's an interesting experience to, uh, you know, like, feel like what it would feel like to go be one of your past lives. Wow. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's the funny part is I would think that it would be like an adventure and cool and it's more like ah I've done that before. Really? Yeah. Oh. Done that in there. That kind of energy. Uh, I would try to connect with the High frequency life of that life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the bring the this life's state of consciousness or state of being or frequency or something and superimpose it over the other one. Mm. Or I, I think you mesh it and then try and put it that way or something. I guess I'm trying to say is uh is there is there experience here for expansion of awareness, right? Mm-hmm. One of those was connected with the fish, of course, the salmon, because they were calling me to come out here. But I was like, you guys know how hard it is to get out here? I haven't been out here for two years. And he's like, well, <laughs> swim, swim. <laughs> it's not that hard. That's how you walk. It's like the, uh, the gazelles eat grass, right? Eat grass, yeah. Just go eat some grass. Well, they're just like, so just swim. It's not that hard. Yeah, it's like, what's wrong with you? You can't forget that. 
it did turn out to be a week's worth of work to get the boat back in shape, put up to go, leave the dock, uh, and reasonably safe its condition. Mm. It's, it's not like uh, everything back to the way it was when we parked it, but it's close. There were a lot of challenges on the way, and that was one of the things that was interesting is that I felt when I first started that I had to uh, have a little battle. It's not like a battle to get out here, a battle to go, a battle to uh, rejoin that life in a way. Mm. So nuts that were rusty were biting the whole way off. I don't know. I think we talked about it a little bit last week, but usually when you have a rusty on that, you get it a little bit loose, but it'll come the rest of the way easy. You know, just like once you get it broken free, it just comes easy. We didn't have none of that. They were hard, like that. harder. <laughs> and then when you cut it off and you put it back on, it was hard to put it back on even. Like, oh, my oh goodness, boy. Guys. So that's where the, it felt like that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I think there was just challenge. Yeah. I think I've, yeah, I know you talked about fighting with the boat and battle and all those energies. And I know those energies have come through in the past when you've gone fishing, when you used to go fishing before. But when I looked at it, I didn't see and perceive that from the other side, the boat side. I perceived I love you, I support you. And yeah, I've got some itches and I've got some scratches and I've got things you need to look at so that I don't break in the ocean. So I'm going to support you. And everything's going to happen here rather than out there. That type of energy, you know, like protective energy. Exactly, and, right. Yeah. But it does feel um, like it's something that is part of the past, you know. Yep. To me, it feels like like a replay, you know. It's like, oh, well, let's watch that movie one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, so I've been do- doing that exercise, so I'm connected to the collective, the fish club, the salmon, you know, because they called me out here, and I did all the work, and I answered the call, and it's, um, I think many people probably have a, a, a different idea of what going commercial fishing, salmon fishing is, you know, there's there's like a romantic version, I think, and then there's deadliest catch version, maybe, and there's, there's a lot of different versions that go through people person's head, and it does certainly have its um, moments. That's pretty cool, but there's a lot of you know, dirty, oily, grimy, greasy, bloody, not the most pleasant, <laughs> yeah, bloody, messy, sharp, heavy. Yeah, those kind of things. That, uh, noisy and stinky. My nose is turned off. I don't think you probably, you might be able to notice my, uh, voice is a little different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my nose is a bit, uh, I'll just call it spiked. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, you gotta go fishing with who you can go fishing with. And they were delivered by collective. Yeah, the human collective. Yeah. Delivered down. They really, really want to go, and they're really happy to be here. And they're they have one, not one complaint, not one bit, not zero, zero what? Zero complaints. Everything's peach, peaches and cream. It's like 
heavy? What? It's not heavy. It's stinky. Are you kidding me? That don't stink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, my challenge has been how to engage with it at, at a higher frequency, I guess. Not, mm. not, not, not to the degree, like, it almost sounds like you're, like, too good for it, or, like, better, high, better than that, or, do you know what I'm trying to say? It's, it's not so much that. It's that you're, you're almost in your brain going to the tavern where they're serving whiskey and have a fight. <laughs> That's where you go and try to embody a higher frequency. Right. You got your work cut out for you. Yes. It's not that you're better than that. It's that that's not your environment anymore. Yeah. It's different. It's different. It's but different. Yeah. Can it be a pattern that doesn't have low frequency? I don't know. It's, that's the nature of the place. Yeah. Yeah. Those are questions. What do you think? Help yeah. me out here. Last night you helped. Last last week you helped when you explained that the boat was saying, "Hey, these things need fixed, or else they're going to break out there." So we're going to make sure they're good and fixed here. And I remember saying multiple times to the guys, "It's like it's much better we're working on this here than out there." And when you said it too, it was like, "Okay, not so much fight, not so much battle. It's oh. All the things, all the supportive, yeah." Yeah, because things age, you know, and the boat's old and ages, right? If you sit down for yeah. like two years in the damp, it's going to age. It's going to get rusty and aged, you know? And it so. is 98 years old. This yeah. Is almost yeah. 99 years old is how old our boat is. And it's, 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 good. it's a good boat, you know? It's a good boat. Hi, Brett. We're recording our podcast. Come and say hi to all our audience. Hello. <laughs> uh, I am here because Pepe escaped from his cage. Oh. Unless you let him out. Did you let him out? No, I did not let Pepe out. He escaped. You want to show Pepe to everybody? Pepe escaped. For those who are listening, are listening okay. Pepe is our rescue. Just not rescue. Yeah. Okay, so he does jump out. I know. He escaped his cage. I have no idea how he did that. He's the cutest thing ever. And uh, our cat, I'm very interested. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, there's my food. The, uh, cat our food. <gasps> Do we have anything better to hold him in for now? Should I put him back in his old box? Mm. Well, he has his large aviary at the Shamachak. Oh, yeah. I guess the box, yeah, we'll bring that other cage over. Yeah, we'll bring the other cage over later. And for now, yeah, maybe the box. Okay. Inside the cage, I don't know. <laughs> well, just turn the cage around so that the door can't open. Did the door open? Was the door open? No, he escaped without opening the door. He escaped without opening the door. That's magic. <laughs> box isn't going to work because he can chew right through a box. Just yeah, he put him back in, but I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Well, hopefully he can't escape the room. Okay, yeah, hopefully he can't escape the room. <laughs> well, how about you? The chicken scratches are getting scratchy around, aren't they? So this is kind of what 
coefficient felt like too was a little bit like ticket scratches because there are some involved, right? Like uh, one of the reasons to go fishing, obviously, is to catch fish, to catch fish for commercial fishing. So that is the same thing as catching some money. And so you don't want to be spending more money than you're catching. And uh, at the same time, you you have you have to spend a certain amount of money in order to go. And, uh, do you get a half a gallon of milk or just a pint of milk? Do you have enough milk for one cup of coffee or a cup of coffee and a bowl of cereal? Or do you have a gallon of milk and you have extra? Well, there's a lot of things to see. And if you're at the end of two and a half or three days and the fish finally just good on the fourth day, but you run out of milk. I'm using milk figuratively speaking. Right. <laughs> So you just keep fishing, now you're finally catching, or what? So there's a lot of uh, calculus going on, and those are kind of chicken scratches. So instead of that chicken scratch, just to connect with what will support this journey, period, what will support this journey. You hear what that answer is? Turned out to be $800, which is, uh, I guess, part of the uh, expansion of the money supply or something. <laughs> yes. And that wasn't even all food, but all the same, that's at least double or double and a half what normally would be. Yeah. And all we got was hot dogs and balloon. <laughs> milk. Potato chips. Yeah. Bread. <laughs> uncanny. And then our first night out, right? First night. We got out here, we went to the boat at noon, we left the dock, and there was a couple other things that the boat wanted done before we actually left them. We went out and we actually came back. <laughs> Fixed a stabilizer pole and a shackle here and there, and a block, a pulley thing. Got everything done, got out there three and a half, four hours late, and we got here to the grounds and started fishing. Woo. All of our hooks and stuff were put away from two years ago, and so we started putting them out, and... Uh, they aren't the right ones for where we are, the right depths and this thing. So it took us a good half an hour, hour to put our hooks out. And of course, there's a bunch of boats in the way, and we're turning the wrong way in front of them. Everybody's like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Wait, <laughs> you can't turn here. Like, I'm busy. I can't pay no attention. You guys get out of my way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We got our, we got our gear out. I, yeah. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Well, we got out here, and we got four fish all day. Four. That's one per person. Oopsie. That's not enough to pack the trip. Not enough for the... That's not enough for the groceries. No. Yeah. So, I think you told me to connect with the Salmon Collective, did I? And I told you that, no, I hadn't really... Yes, because I kind of like got really busy just getting the boat fixed and I'm thinking about boat. I was thinking about swimming and not about, hey, the fish, guess what? I fixed the swim and I'm swimming to you now. So that's mm-hmm. how I do it at, the, at night. And I did last night. I drifted way off in the hooch, way hooch over there. So it was a way hooch way over there. There's a lot of salmon hanging around. So I let them all know where I was. <laughs> and this morning when I came back with my hooks out of the water, 
Uh, looks like I'm the one who really connected with the salmon, and my uh, fishing partner didn't. Uh oh. Because I got all my looks. You know, God, that's the So, I might have to explain to them that, you know, he's with me. Yeah, so you have to tell him. I'm odd. Yeah. Try that. Try that yeah. tonight. Yeah. It's quite, quite hilarious, really, because uh, every hook has a fish. They're often very, very large. Sometimes they're a little smaller. Just give them a hello, I'll catch you later. They're too little, gotta grow up for, for a little while first, that kind of stuff. So we're gonna have a conversation going. Oh, I lost connection. <laughs> well, guys, um, hopefully Larry will reconnect uh, from the boat. But just to let you know that, oh, there he is. Can you hear us again? Yeah, okay, <laughs> you're back. <laughs> Yeah, I was connecting with the fish, and it was a nice conversation. It kind of feels like an ongoing conversation now. Instead of a uh, do it, then stop, or hello, and then stop, it's like an ongoing conversation. And as we're knocking, a couple of whales come by and swim right next to the boat. They were right next to us, swimming alongside, and they're just about as big as the boat. They're huge whales. Uh. <laughs> usually, usually when we Encounter whales, they will, you know, see the boat and they'll go like, take off running. Or they'll just completely ignore you. It's like, boats, boat. Yeah. I'm eating like, here. But yeah. these ones come over to us and then turn and run alongside of us and stuck his head out and started puffing and had a friend with them. And it was giant, it looked like a matriarch. Wow. Matriarch energy is what it looked like because. It was uh, twice the size of all the rest of them, although it was the same kind. Twice wow. the size. And it was, uh, the skin was aged, you know? It's not mm-hmm. like, I don't think whales get wrinkles, but if whales got wrinkles, this one had wrinkles. Wow. That's amazing. Maybe it was Michael. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Occasion <laughs> <laughs> Michael from our book, Interview with an Angel. Uh, but I was thinking that it probably recognized the sound of the north, the, the ship, and it came to say hi because they hadn't seen you for two years. Because they're very sound oriented, you know? Yeah. And they, they had come to you before in your birthday, remember? They came to you on your birthday. Yeah. yeah. A couple of I wonder three if I have years. that video still. I can share that on our second, second hour since Red Star. Remember that video? Yeah. There was a hundred whales. I woke up with a hundred whales around. We puffing and snorting and singing and doing all their whale stuff. They were singing happy birthday. They were, yeah. And your birthday's coming up soon again, huh? Yeah, next week. Yeah. Next week. Chocolate cake and pizza is what I got on the list. Yep. Hopefully it finds out where I'm actually home instead of on the ocean, even though I'm usually on the ocean on my birthday. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it happens. <laughs> the, way birthdays, the way fishermen's birthdays work is whatever day they get back, that's their birthday. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you celebrate it. <laughs> well, there's lots of people here that want to celebrate you. So you can't get away with, eh, no, it's not my birthday. We're not having a party this year. <laughs> oh, all right. <sighs> yeah. So, again, 
guess to recap a little bit, it feels like um, I am joining in a past life. Yeah. Maybe that's what it feels like when you go to a high school reunion. I never went to one of those, but it's probably a similar feeling. Huh? I have no idea. I've never been to one either. You can imagine it is. Or like, uh, yeah. well, the, the reason I think that's interesting is because our past lives and our earlier in this life lives, I mean, they're being separate in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Very interesting. So it's kind of like what we uh, why we part of why probably we don't remember so much our past lives, or if we do, we just remember the uh, like the zeitgeist uh, psych, or the quoi or whatever of it, the energy of that life. We have that bundle, but the actual doings of it, not so much. Right, like the essential energy from that life. Yeah, the essence of it. Yeah, you carry the essence of it, but your individual experience is not as uh, relevant or important as this. Or maybe they are, but they're part of a different frequency of you. From a th- yeah, that thing was more accurate. They're like a different frequency of you and a different everything. And if you had... It's funny because you always talk about how with policemen, they don't stop being police when they go home or with right. their friends. You know, it's like an identity thing. But you always, you always have that and you never saw it. I don't know if you saw it, but maybe you didn't. So Larry the fisherman, Larry and fisherman were the same thing. And then suddenly you spent two years not being the fisherman and the, the identifying factor, defining factor of fishing kind of left your field, right? Really, yeah. And just as you were saying it, you know, no, I'm not a fisherman anymore. It's boom, you're a fisherman again. <laughs> I don't but I think one of the aspects is is that this time around you don't have to make it a defining factor, right? And you even talked about training that crew and Letting them go fishing for the, you know, the boat and you can do other things, right? But it, it, allow it to still be supportive, but not have to be there doing that thing, right? Yeah. An evolution of it, I suppose. Well, like right now, Moan is, uh, Moan is his name, Ramon. We just call him Moan. He's, uh, running my side of the gear. He hasn't done it very, very much. Once or twice, two years ago, on this boat. Since then, not. <laughs> so he's doing my side while we're having our podcast, and you know he's quite excited about it. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. So yeah, there's something. There's something to that. Yeah, I mean, it's not a coincidence, right? That no. you you handed on you handed your over to do this podcast and do this work, right? It's like a transition. And I think that a lot of people think that change comes like instantly. And I think that a lot of people get afraid because of they think that change comes instantly. But to me, the enduring change, the, the good change happens through time space, right? 
it happens gradually and it's a transfer like when I talk about Ivan's Academy I talk about passing on the torch for teaching us of my work and when I talk about the NeliaBenz.com website I talk about the passing on of the torch of the determination of the information and tools right so passing on the torch to these other individuals and it's a gradual slow thing and there's lots of energies involved with that because, you know, you and I are the type of individuals who are leaders, who, who do, like, you're not a crew in the, in the ship, you know, you're the captain, right? And yeah. in my work, it's been like that too. I've been the captain and now I'm to transfer those things to others so we can concentrate on bringing in that material information and that others can then and drive, you know, <laughs> go fishing with it. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just a like a, a transition. I don't think, I mean, I might be wrong, but, but, but from your energy saying, you know, it's like a, it's not the same and it's, it's not, you know, you stopped that to connect. I said, oh no, we can take a break, a summer break, you know, from the podcast. He said, no, no, no. Not gonna happen when I'm taking a break. I like that. I like doing our podcast and our audience are waiting for us and, you know, oh, got disconnected again. I don't know which side is recording, whether it's mine or Larry's and who disconnected, but oh, there he's back. <laughs> but yeah, I was just saying that, you know, it's like, it's a choice, you know, and it's very significant to me that you left your side, you know, your, your hooks to come and record, it's, it indicates a decision or a level of commitment to me, you know, to, to the work. Well, interesting. Uh, interesting and unexpected, a uh, little bittersweet, you know. Bittersweet. <laughs> Speaking of bittersweet, how about our chickens? <laughs> yes, we have chicken scratches. There'd be so many chicken scratches. I know, that's a lot of chicken scratches. Yes. So for people who aren't familiar, we are we we live on a fifty foot nineteen fifties wooden yacht. Remember? <laughs> yes. That's a beautiful we were it has a refrigerator, a very nice refrigerator, a stove. It has a shower that lasts forever. You change the water, remember? Yeah. Queen size bed and a forward bunk area for Brett. Or when he's not there, storage for our olive oil and our spaghetti noodles. <laughs> yes. And a back porch that, you know, led out to our uh, paddle boards. Yeah. And uh, we have one cat. Yes. Then we, and we had a dog too. We had, we, no, then we had, oh yeah, you had a dog. You came with a dog. We had a dog. Then we had a cat, this one. Dora, Dora, that one. Hi, Dora, Dora. Dora, Dora, Dora. Yeah. Then we got another cat. We had, then we got another cat, yes. Peter, that was a short-term cat. He said it will be short-term. Do you want him? I was like, no, let's see. What does he look like? And then we looked at him and was like, oh, yes. <laughs> Don't care how short. Better than no time. Yeah. 
And uh, somehow we ended up with a dog again, another dog. Yes. And, uh, our dog was getting all the need of the puppy. Yeah. To keep her alive. And that was still okay. I mean, it was tough. It was getting crowded. It was getting a little crowded because our cats were giant. And we had managed to arrange it so that our giant cats, they were outside. That was okay, but they were getting, it was causing me a little bit of strain and stress because they were walking up the marina all the way up to the parking lot. Yes. I don't really like my cats in the parking lot on the road. No. It just doesn't seem good. So and then, and then the water got, got cut off for a year, so we couldn't live there anymore. Well, once we moved. Yeah, when we, when we got landlocked for a little while, yes. we saw chickens in the store. What are you going to do? Yeah, we got tricked. So we saw some we needed rescuing, so we went to buy things to rescue those chickens, and we saw babies. So we got a bunch yes. of baby chickens. To go with the big ones. Because they had a bunch of big ones abandoned on the side of the road. That's how it mm-hmm. came. Yeah, and then when we got back to catch those big ones, they were all gone. Somebody had rescued them. One of our neighbors had rescued them already. Our neighbor rescued them right that minute before us. <laughs> yeah. We were thinking, how the heck are we going to catch those things? And I was like, I know what, get some chicken food. That'll work. Yeah. Yeah, and there was chicken food everywhere on the ground. They did the same trick. And then we had the babies, of course, so oh. we had to take care of those. You can't take those to the boat. No, I don't know. Even if the water's fixed, you can't bring chickens onto the boat. Just as, I mean. Yeah. So then, and then um, the coyotes started killing our chickens, so we got an LGD livestock guardian dog. Yeah, she is giant. A giant breed, and it turns out, we didn't read the directions that good. It turns out those LGDs need a giant fence. Yes. And if we had just built a fence in the first place, the coyotes couldn't have got through it. Right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we did it with a giant guardian dog and a giant fence to keep the dog in. Yes. And the chickens on the other side of the fence. And yeah. uh, that worked out okay. She kept the chickens safe. But... There were a lot of fences involved because it turns out chickens are messy and they like going on your porch and pooping everywhere. Yes, they do. Yeah. Uh, chicken scratches everywhere and then they get in your garden, they eat your baby carrots and your baby beets. Yeah. So you have to put more fences and more nets. Then we moved to our home, our hill house, and we took our dogs, of course. We, we, let, we actually left Lucy down there, the GD, the big one. But she, the second day we went back, I went to say hi to her, and she started crying in my arms. And I'm like, I can't, I can't leave her. I'm sorry, I can't do it. So I took her, and then of course the chickens started getting killed by the dog across the street and coyotes. So last night, Dan had enough, and I talked to him, and he said he'd had enough of the chickens getting killed by that dog and probably coyotes. So I said, okay, so, you know, maybe tomorrow, tonight, clock the, the coop and tomorrow we'll, we'll dry the coop up here. He arrived last night. <laughs> With the coop and all the chickens. <laughs> he said, no, nah, I'm not going to wait. Here it is and it'll be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> so now we have a whole bunch of chickens up at the hill house. I feel tricked. <laughs> I feel tricked again. Yeah, everything. Everything all over. And no fence. 
No offense. <laughs> and now Lucy's in heat. And our other dog, because we've got another LGD. He's a boy and he hasn't been fixed because you can't fix them until they're two years old and he's only one. And they're trying to make babies all night. Yeah. We have to, he got away from his, uh, we, like, we locked him up and he got out. And yeah, it's, it hasn't been pretty. <laughs> so we better not have those puppies because that's not a good combo. She's, she's not a good line to it. She has uh, broken hips. And, and she also and has that's like, a uh, broken jaw. Yeah, short jaw. Plus, also, she had an accident some years back. The people people remember they sent money for us to be able to help with her medical expenses. Her, and she had a broken hip, and getting her fixed is bad because then her, the hips probably collapse. But also, if she gets pregnant, she will probably die trying to give birth. And C-sections is also extremely dangerous for that large of a dog. And yeah, so now we're all the scratches, everything, chicken scratches. Those are all chicken scratches. Yeah, I need to figure out something for her. Yeah, and our uh, our Fossil Beach property. Yeah, our Fossil Beach property has been fine. Yeah, with the community properties being fine, we have a shed there. We talked about bringing the shed over here to the house, simply because we're not using it. Um, but yeah, we had a shed there. We uh, one of our co-creators had a a, a trailer, a, oh, a trailer, lock trailer with a bunch of picnic supplies. And yeah, yeah, food yeah. and food. supplies. Yep. And yesterday got broken into. Right, they went. They drove through the through the chain and um, yeah they got in and broke everything and took everything <laughs> chicken scratches oh, chicken scratches yeah. but it's I mean it's good to remember <clears throat> that we're still in a like that paradigm right so cool you know power over others paradigm and it's important to know that when you're a caretaker of a land, you can't just leave it there for weeks on end, you know. It's part of what it is. It's, you can't do that. And you, there's a responsibility for taking care of the land and anything that you put on it. And, um, yeah, it's like we live in an area, if it's not human predators, we do have bears, cougars, coyotes here that will, they're dangerous to humans too, not just the chickens. Right? Nice. Lots of mice, yeah. Yes, lots of mice and right that were destroying the house, right? And oh, our yeah. cats, they, they did good work on the mice. And, yeah, they did. They, they got rid of the mice. Okay. Yes, they did. With Ronnie's encouragement. Yes. But it's yeah, interesting to see that, it, you know, despite what you might think, Life has chicken scratches. Sometimes chicken scratches scratch. And it could be you should have paid more attention. You should have XYZ. You should have XYZZ. And you should uh, this and that and all the other things. And there's, you know, there's blame and there's that kind of thing that comes. But there's also another another sense, which is what you just said is, you know, there is, it is a light dark paradigm right now. And mm-hmm. you are in a co-created reality. And part of this reality includes that. And you are embodying that high frequency new paradigm mm-hmm. but you're embodying it and it still exists around you 
It's not like you're an island to yourself, yet, right? Right, right. If it were to be instant, I think that the tear apart feeling would be, I think it would be resemble the kind of trying to go back to a past life type of It might resemble that in some way. Mm. And um, there would be a lot of, I think that the net, the net result wouldn't be what, what you would want to expect. It's just like all, all high frequency and butterflies. It would be uh, like you experienced or said you experienced uh, the Lemurians expressed how they experienced this thing. That it was traumatic. Yeah, it is traumatic. And, you know, it's like you have to be street smart, right? So our agreement was to go three generations and have an easier Split yeah, that's the giant trauma. Yeah, so, exactly. That was our collective choice, right? To take time doing the split. Right. So it does mean, I think that that means it's, it's in one sense, it takes longer. Like, clearly, it would take longer. But it's three generations instead of instant. Yes. <laughs> and uh, in the period of time, in splitting, you're splitting. And I don't know if you've ever split before, if you ever got a divorce or broke up with your boyfriend or whatever, girlfriend. Sometimes splitting takes a little while and it's a, things are involved and it's not an instant process, right? Yep, yep, you're right. So it's not necessarily the most pleasant process either, although in some cases it can be better than others. Yeah. So in our case, the chickens and the chicken scratches, they're all here, they're all with you, with us. And they have their dogs, and their dogs are happy to be on the job. Their dogs probably just their chickens. <laughs> now you get your eggs right away. And if we'd have brought them right away, we maybe not have had to deal with the interim part of the scratches. Yeah. But, you know, we're busy. We got a lot of things going on. Similarly, the, uh, the land and taking care of it, we have decided and kind of withdrew some of our energy of it because we had planned to take our camper trailer put it there we have a we have a a shed that that was to hold our electrical our solar stuff on top and our satellite and then we're going to build a porch and so we'll pull our trailer in and have a porch and use the shed and yeah. have our uh, like utilities and our bikes and whatever and spend time there we kind of withdrew our energy we did. We pointed it at the hill house. At least yes. our wood to make the porch, and that's at the hill house, making a porch there instead. Yeah. And the trailer, that's at the hill house too. It was going to go to the res instead of the hustle beach. And we were actually going to move that shit. But I didn't call. I bet yeah. you if I'd have called, he would have done it last week. Yeah, I bet. As it was, they broke in. They didn't take anything, but they just, you know, didn't even the door. door. Yeah. So... It's kind of like uh, it tells me tells me as you withdraw your energy from a thing that it, it kind of can be what's the word open to engagements. Well, you leave a vacuum. Yeah, it's like not claimed, you know. And you leave a vacuum, and when you leave a vacuum, it gets filled, right? Other people think it's free for all. So, I mean, it happened here too. The old owners of the house, they had several breakings 
It's because they weren't here. And they would only visit, like, very rarely. And um, our neighbor, who also only comes over very, very rarely. He also got his yeah. house got to get to and his well got to his well. His well got to Which yeah. is and his levers and things like that, the pump from the well, for crying out loud. Yes, bizarre, yeah. All the schools and things like that, right? So, you know, it's like if you leave it, people will know. <laughs> and it's part of the Light Dark Paradigm where we still at, you know, we're still there. We're still transitioning. Sometimes you get reminders, hey, you know, you have to be more diligent, you know. If you're That's going another, to another, that is another thing that we could explore is how do you claim something and keep your claim? So they well, yeah, having had land that I wasn't able to visit very often in the past, what I did was put proper barriers up that people couldn't break, you know, uh, because it's like, if it, if you make it easy, they will, right? But if you make it difficult, they won't. Well, there's are opportunities, you know. Yeah, I thought I thought that I thought that would be. You remember one of the locks, one of the locks on the trailer. The trailer locks are locksmith approved locks that nobody can get through. Can't cut it with a. Grinder, you can't break it with dynamite. You can't break it with a thingy. Nothing. Those locks that that thing was locked up with are the best locks ever admitted. So they just broke the door, <laughs> and all of their hardware the locked and get broke. It's like yeah. I didn't think that would ever happen. That was like, cool. yeah, yeah. But the yeah. the gate was easy. I mean, there was no gate, so. Well, it was steel, steel wire and steel poles in the ground. I thought that was strong. No. No. It's but yeah, so that it's like looking back, you can see that there is an opportunity. People staked it out, checked it out, got in. So, you know, opportunity. They thought there was precious things in there and they went in. Good things, you know. Some things got taken, you know. It wasn't just like nothing got taken, right? But it's also us, I mean, you know, as owners, we need to take care of our things and our land because we're not in the light paradigm yet. We need to realize that. If you have properties or whatever, you need to look after it. The land itself, too. It needs landscaping. It needs, you know, taking care of. The trees need attention and all that. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that's uh, probably part of the lesson of this week. It does feel like things are becoming a bit uh, spicy. Lots yeah. of shifts, lots of change, lots of, uh, sh- like, the tree's getting shook. Yeah. Like, the tree's getting shook a bit. Right. To me, it's the same as, you know, we left the north, the, the, the ship, for years, and, of course, the batteries are going to go dry, and it's going to have rust on the nails and bolts and things. And it's the same with land. There's no difference. And this is just one of those symptoms of, you know, kind of don't neglect what you have. And if you can't look after it, release it. It's fine. (laughs) You don't have to hold on to all sorts of things. 
If you don't have the time, just release it. Yeah. But I don't. I don't wanna. You don't wanna. <laughs> I don't wanna. Yeah. The funniest thing is that is a that's a interesting part because you do wanna and you don't wanna. Yes. So that is the core of the split. You wanna, but you don't wanna. You wanna, yes. but you don't wanna. Exactly. That's the core of it. You wanna, but you don't wanna. <laughs> Good conclusion. <laughs> Good conclusion. <laughs> I think you figured it out. You wanna, but you don't wanna. Uh-huh. And that's yeah. normal. And yes, we should explore explore that. We'll explore that in our second hour. That's a great idea. I like that. Yeah. Let's you know, that. think about the wanna, don't wanna. It's kind of like the test me, don't touch me. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's really interesting, interesting to, uh, chew on. Yeah. You've got a few days to think about it. Wanna, we do. Because, <laughs> uh, clearly, clearly, we want to split and we do not want to split. Correct. Yes. You got it. Good job. Yay! <laughs> Yeah. Alrighty. Love you, darling. Love you too, babe. <laughs> all the give all the chickens and uh, cats and dogs and everybody hugs for me. Have a nice Sunday. Okay. <laughs> all right. Bye, darling. Uh, love you. Love you.